Have you been recording all of that? Yeah, I kept it. Oh, god damn I kept, it. I kept going in and deleting them. <laughs> Soon I'm going to have a little necklace, and it will record every single thing I hear and say. We'll put that in the podcast. That's fine. Then when at my funeral, you can just play a whole reel of me being a giant asshole to you, and then you'll be like, see, I told you everyone, and it'll be your moment. It'll be the, she seemed the, really nice. I know you guys are, oh, Jenny's all soft and squishy and wants connection. Listen to this. It'll be the best worst day of my life. I'll be dead. You'll live forever in the transcripts. I know a guy who's having his head frozen, so... Anyway, welcome to episode two of The Cave Project with Jenny and Greg Swan. This is a podcast where we explore the nuance of our modern day reality and the tension of our technological future. Each episode, we're navigating the realms of futurism and humanism, dissecting social constructs, work and parenting and marriage, and we're going to invite some guests here in the future. So we're so glad you're here. Part of our concept is to just bring ideas and passion, discover and debate with love and with optimism for the future. And that's what it's all about. What are we going to talk about today, Jenny? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, the holidays, there's a lot of family time yeah. coming up. Yeah. So no matter if you celebrate Thanksgiving, Native American Heritage Day, or you're just taking some time Friendsgiving. off. Friendsgiving. And then there are the December holidays too. There's a lot of family time coming up. And why would we want to talk about that? Because I think most people have a tension between technology and the holidays. What's that tension? So the tension would be you go to dinner at the family gathering and everyone has pocket devices. We all have our phones. We have our iPads. We have our switches. We have our TVs. And there are varying degrees of adoption of these technological advances between the generations of the family. And it's a tension point. I, I know a lot of people, and we've experienced this ourselves, uh, there's a lot of stay off your phones, and we're not watching TV, and the screens have to go off, and blah, 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 blah. and there's a lot of angry posturing towards having access to technology at these family events. There is a lot of shaming that can happen. Don't you want to talk to your grandma? Why are your faces in the screen? All this way. You drove all this and way. You're going to sit on the couch and just look at your iPad. Even in my feeds, I got served a resource from Brain Balance that was not enough time on the holidays is being spent being present. Meals and holiday goodies aren't properly enjoyed if your faces are buried in screens. Kids can't appreciate and fully immerse themselves in the spirit of giving to others if they're on a screen. Yeah, there's so much to unpack here. I love this topic so much because there are multiple avenues that you could go to talk about this. There is also an opportunity for escaping a terrible family dynamic in my feeds because my feeds are more curated towards taking care of yourself and wellness and just so many therapists in my feeds go lock yourself in the bathroom with your phone and take five minutes so there's that side of it and it doesn't have to be a terrible family dynamic that's not what what we're looking at our phones for no but i think it's important to point out that's a reality for a lot of people or there's there could be performative or why am i here and especially for younger folks Mm -hmm. they're maybe I'm thinking of a, a traditional stereotypical family get together where there are extended family and maybe there's cousins or maybe there's not. Yeah. And so you are literally at a strange place that you only go to every once in a while. 
you are bored out of your mind. Yeah. And all of your friends live in your phone. Yeah. All of your entertainment that you just were allowed to look at in the car when you were bored, and now you're in a house on a couch and, and you're bored. Yep. Why are those different? Yes. I think you and I really think about that and trying to explain that to our kids, <laughs> trying to bridge the gap between we live in a place where screens, technology, this has been positively paradigmed. It's an extension of everything we do here. And then we Mm -hmm. sometimes go places where that is not the case. And so trying to create positive paradigms in both places for the younger kids is, I think, of the utmost importance because inadvertently the adults set the tone. The adults set the paradigm. And I would say the power structure for the adults gets set too. Mm -hmm. If you're in a family environment, there's always kind of a chain of command. So the whoever's at the top of command, if their technology is bad, if you're looking at your phones, you don't love me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sets the tone for not just the kids, but also the adults. And so I think my advice would be for those people who are at the top of the chain of command to switch your paradigm. Because what you're doing is alienating the, the people, not just the kids, but that's a huge piece but you're alienating your family members and setting a moral value around the technology that I don't think is necessarily there. And so, I, I would argue that is actually more of a manifestation of the relationship dynamics, but that's a different podcast. So a lot of us do feel guilt or feel, man, I just, I know I spend too much time on my phone and I know it's something to work on and I go look at my screen time on my phone and I feel bad about that. And so it's around family and I'm going to try to put my phone face down or not bring it to the dinner table Mm -hmm. or not be catching up with a relative and then look at my phone. That's real. Yeah. And that is important to think about your own behavior and projecting it on others and, and helping others work through that or acknowledging that is important. But also... That's not necessarily what we're saying. You can have moments where you are connecting with someone and looking at them in the eyes without a phone in your face, mm-hmm. but an expectation that you're going to hang out in a place for four to five hours in mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and not look at your phone because it is bad mm-hmm. is not realistic yep. and it's probably not helpful. So let's ask you this question because you're the tech guy in all these gatherings. You're the guy that everyone wants to have the angry conversations with about technology and how it's eating our faces off. When you go to these gatherings, knowing who you show up as, how do you think about it? How do you manage that? So I remember being at Thanksgiving gatherings as a small kid. And at one of the grandparents' house, there was always a TV with football on, blaring away. And I was not a sports kid and it did not interest me. And everyone was watching it. Mm -hmm. And then I would be in the corner reading a book or falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And those things are are acceptable. I just want to say, we've been together for 25 years and I have (laughs) never heard that story. And it is the cutest thing I've ever heard. I love it so much. And then at the other grandparents' house, TV was off Mm -hmm. and we were playing board games. Mm -hmm. They were playing with us. So I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm not vilifying anything for family listening. I love you very much. (laughs) It's a different generation. Yeah. And our kids absolutely do not give a shit about football on a TV, on a screaming TV, (laughs) even even when the parade is on. And and we're like, look at the parade. They do not care. (laughs) 
But when the parade has a QR code that you can scan that unlocks a Snapchat filter, and now you can make Grandpa have a goofy face, and you can have a goofy face. Yeah. And now, oh my God, you are using screens to connect with each other, not hold each other apart. But the question was, so do you show up differently? Because people know how you feel about technology, do you just put your phone down? Do you keep your phone out? Do you even think about it? Or what's your kind of mm-hmm. philosophy about showing up places where people have an expectation about who you are? And this goes to the, the grain of why we called this the cave project. It's when you're going to interact with folks who feel differently, mm-hmm. you want to show them respect. Yes. And speak in their language so that you can come to them. Mm-hmm. And also when they're like, you know, our phones are listening to us or AI is going to kill all of us. That's when I want to pull my phone out and I'm then I'm in demo mode. And yeah. you've seen me do this I for lo- years this is my, I, yeah. where I'm going to pull my phone out and I'm going to show you how it works. I'm going to put Google Glass on grandma. I'm going to open up TikTok. TikTok's been out for, it'll be eight years next year. This is not new. Yeah. And let me give you five minutes on TikTok and I guarantee you will find a, something that entertains you more than that screaming box in the corner, and which is a television. And so that. Well, that... and it's hilarious to me, even that sentence that you just said, the screaming box in the corner. You and I have had this tension <laughs> in our marriage for decades, mm. is because I, that is not a screaming box in the corner. That's my friend. That's comfort. And... That is, I'm an 80s kid. That TV is always on in our house. It is always screaming. And also, there's a little bit of neurodivergence in me that requires a screaming background at all times. But even your perception of what that box is and what it means, that's the crux of what we're talking about. So I just vilified that and looked down on it and I would go over and turn it off. Just someone in another house might go over to someone on their phone and be like, pay, put your phone down and pay attention. Yeah. Fair. So this is the exact (laughs) thing we're talking about. My point of view is better. And I I feel really degraded by that comment and it's a thing that you and I talk about all the time it's why can't you just leave the box alone the box is not hurting you it's morally neutral there's no one in the room and so I turn it off (laughs) and then you come in and then you turn on the screaming box again the screaming box it's it is no and you're looking at your phone the whole time by the way yeah because We could have a whole discussion about this, too. But the reality of these moments, the reality of these gatherings is even in our house, where technology is our most trusted advisor, we Mm -hmm. love technology, Mm -hmm. we have differences of opinions about what it means, Mm -hmm. what it represents, what it does. And you still think TV is stupid to this day. You have it in the back of your head. You're like, I didn't have cable. I didn't have it. I don't know. (laughs) You are... The people that we're talking about in relation to TV. It's boring. You're boring. But that is a discussion Fair. for another day. So what <laughs> what we have done <laughs> that might be helpful, some of our most favorite memories in recent years of hanging out with our extended family is making content together. Yeah. And thinking about how can I connect not just with the, the folks from my own generation in the room, but also the older generation and the younger generation in the room who all of us are consuming content around food. All of us are consuming content around human culture. And we specifically recorded some TikToks with what I affectionately call my niece posse. (laughs) So the nieces and, and our kiddos 
thinking about what's a trending TikTok, we all line up on the stairs and we're doing this move or I'm all of a sudden I'm doing cheerleading dances and I'm, I'm very good, just so you know, incredibly good, just to play. And then not only have we, we created content and we're showing all the grandparents and it's, yes, it's going on the internet. Yes, with permission from the parents and or privacy settings set, but also now you have an artifact. Now you have a little piece of content from that event that is more than lining everybody up in front of the fireplace for a family picture. And it is fun and it is a moment in time where none of you in that room will ever be that same age or at that same life stage again and having fun together. And you can take a selfie while playing Monopoly, but it ain't the same. And here's the thing. The reality is most of us are connected before and after these gatherings now. We have Facebook, we have our phones, we have family group texts, we have all of these things. And so I think the paradigm needs to shift a little bit from the nature of we don't ever see each other. This moment is important and it's the only moment and this is the only time that we're going to do that. And I know there's a generational pressure on these gatherings that can happen in these situations. And I think we need to release that pressure valve and know that while time is finite and those reminders pop up in our lives all the time that our time is short together. These times are important. Also, the realization that these times will exist outside of this moment and there will be more of them. And the pressure that we place saying this has to look just this way Mm -hmm. actually is super detrimental to the moment. I I hadn't thought about that where you don't need to necessarily catch up on a whole life story because you've been seeing it already. You're already in a family group text or you've been seeing content on social media. I would argue that the moments are absolutely more precious because of all of the minutiae that we're able to push to the sides through our phone and social media. And so we're able to distill these moments we are together and make them actually about being together. Oh, we're in the same room now. And so you can take that and you can switch it. So listen, if grandma, if her brain and her hair lights on fire, anytime anyone brings a phone out, then let's have conversations about boundaries. Let's have conversations. Okay, grandma is here. Those phones are not coming out. And also we have at our house, we have seven to 10 children at all times. So how are we going to keep these kids occupied? Adults, let's make a plan. We're all going to make a dinner and then we're going to make cookies and Uncle Greg is going to film it. So his phone is going to be out, Grandma, but he's just filming what's going on. Have conversations. Be direct. If, for instance, my dad, he gets everybody together and all the kids are making cookies. Mm. Nobody's got their phones out. No, just me. Just you. And that's good. And like, and also, if you want those moments, you have to create them. You don't just get to demand them and shame everyone until the, they happen. You have to manifest these moments. And again, what I said last episode, you're fighting an algorithm. Instead of being mad about that, create the moment that surpasses the algorithm. And I'm not talking about creating big moments. That's not giving you a missive. I'm just saying, be mindful that if you want something, you have to ask for it. And I would encourage you to ask for it in a way that is not shaming your entire family. And is just saying, look, I want to look you in the eyeballs and I will, I guarantee you every single time your family will react well to that because the other piece of this that makes it really hard in these moments is no one knows how to act. So like it or not, your competition 
for your family's attention at Thanksgiving is the social media algorithm. So to your point, set up some activities that acknowledge that. And in the last episode, we talked about how the next generation, they want to be YouTubers. They want to be influencers. So let them film a show with your family. Thinking of sh- share content. So we used to all gather around the TV in this nostalgic way and watch America's Funniest Videos. By the way, that is what TikTok is now. And I would argue we used to is not an accurate description for most families. When we go mm-hmm. to my parents' house, we're all gathered around the TV talking football smack. This is so true. So that's still happening yep. in a lot of yep. homes. We've had a lot of fun with multi-generations of playing games like Jackbox or Kahoot that are on the big screen. Everyone has a device in their pocket that they're playing trivia together. They're partnering on things. You've incorporated the screens, the big, the big screamy box and the individual boxes. See (gasps) see what I did there? Oh, you did. Uh, Yeah. And I think that during the lockdown, a lot of us who were fortunate enough to be healthy and have income, which we were, Mm -hmm also experienced the holidays only through screens. Mm-hmm. And we, we did the, the family Zoom mm-hmm. on the thing. And because of that, all these generations mm-hmm. have now gotten onto screens. They know how to FaceTime or Zoom or that sort of thing. And so we're talking a lot today about ways to, when you're out of the screen and you're in person mm-hmm. to bring that, that there. And also not all the family will be there. And so what a cool opportunity to FaceTime in Mm -hmm. the family who's not there. Mm -hmm. Pass them around. See how you can incorporate them into Mm -hmm. that experience more than how's the job, how's school, the things that you already know. And that's really what you were getting at around let's go a level deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we get into these situations and we miss the opportunity that technology has already afforded us. I'm talking to my family pretty constantly. I think we're talking to your family pretty constantly. We Mm -hmm. have a lot of technological ways that connection has been a constant instead of a one time a year, two time a year thing. And I personally am just so grateful for it. I have family all over the country and I am able to see their lives in real time in a way that our parents didn't have that access to their cousins and nephews and Mm -hmm. nieces, especially those families that like have lost members, that there is grief, that there is a lot of tension around these holidays. It's really easy to move that tension to place a moral value Mm -hmm. on your use of technology. And I think the more that we're able to step into our own family dynamics and reshift that paradigm and say, I knew last week that you had a runny nose. I know last week you had three out of four kids sick and you are wrecked. And it helps us show up better for our people. It helps us see our people better. And vilifying that technology while also ignoring the ways that it's connected us actually doesn't move the needle forward. And I just am so bullish on creating a different paradigm for the generation behind us so that we're not yelling about the screaming box. We're not saying, put your phone down and get your screens out of your face. We're creating moments where we're saying, you know what? We don't need a screen here. We just need each other and we need Mm -hmm. each other's eyeballs. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean the screens are bad. Because in a minute, I'm going to show you a video of Josh Dobbs in the end zone doing a dance. And we're trying really hard to build this for our kids. We're not perfect. And we're not perfect. But look, it really upsets so-and-so when our screens are out. So we're just not going to have our screens out. We're going to respect that. We're going to respect that because we love this person. And also, we want you to know we disagree with that. 
Like, we disagree with that fundamentally, but also this is not the time to have those discussions. We're together. This is a family moment. And I think the push and pull of that tension is going to be different for every family, every person. Mm -hmm. There's also other relationship dynamics in there. And I know I keep hammering that point, but a lot of times these issues are actually about different issues. But in these moments, to protect ourselves, to protect our kids, to protect the sanctity of what we're trying to create, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And because all the adults are having a big conversation about politics or nursing home or something else and the kids are you're expecting them to just be quiet and listen yeah i don't give actually, them an ipad i don't oh my god i don't want my kids listening to that yeah so so, so please, please do and also i will send them to another room with the screen I, every time and what i would encourage <laughs> us is then that's your opportunity to go sit next to that kiddo and watch what they're doing oh my gosh and, this is your superpower greg swan let's talk about this for a minute because literally That niece posse that we were just talking about, you have a whole niece posse Snapchat thing going on now. You are the adult with the thumb on those kids now. Intimate details of what they're doing every single day. When we hear something about one of those kids through the text string, you're boop, you pop open Snapchat and you're like, what's going on with you? And so last night we have a niece who's sick now. You popped on the Snapchat. You're like, are you sick? And she was, I'm so sad. Right? Like, she's just and like, I, was I like, feel I, so I've been sad. sick too. And then we're, then she's sending me silly selfies wearing a beard. And I'm sending and those, ones back. those kids adore you. And it's not anything spectacular that you've done. No offense. You're awesome. <laughs> I obviously, no, I, I, I like had them, some kids that look notes. like you. I'm yeah. into you. But those kids, these kids are still kids. Yeah. And they just want acknowledgement and love and they want to be seen just like every other human and so when you just look and see them through the mode of communication that they are speaking in you've created this whole thing and i think that's a really good point because i snapchat i've been on snapchat since it came out it's really confusing oh Uh, i hate snapchat i'm not on it i do not like it (laughs) i hate it so much that's where they are so I, that's where I go. Yeah. And, and I'm learning to like it more through and, their eyes. And let's just say, I know all of that and I'm not on it and I need to be on it. <laughs> and so I'm just going to own that. There are personality things in that for both of us because. So let's go back to the, right. like, so you go over to the, the couch where the person is on their screen and you're just like, Hey, what are you doing? And you don't judge. You'd be curious. Yeah, you don't need to be like, this is stupid. When I was a kid, I was outside throwing, (laughs) just shush. So every year for, I don't know, five, six years, I have assigned holiday homework to the readers of my newsletter. And one of the things is always go seek out someone else and ask to look at their phone, see what's on the home screen, ask to look at their for you page on TikTok because all of our feeds are different. And now it's Roblox. Go see how those people are using Roblox. How are they connecting with friends? All these little kiddos are going to be at, across the country, and those who are allowed are going to be on Roblox hanging out with their friends during one of the most boring times of their week and or their year. And I'm sorry that it's boring. That's your fault if it's boring. But if they're on Roblox, they're gonna, it's social media. And where social media is heading is it's not feeds with algorithms. It's worlds. Yeah. And so going and spending time on that, what's your face? Because I just think you're Greg Swan. So I think that homework is super important, but I think it looks different for someone who's not Greg Swan. So I think for me, 
I actually, if I'm connecting with my mom or with my sisters or whatever... You're not going to ask to look at their phone. I'm not going to ask to look at their phone. <laughs> Weird. But I am going to pay attention. Sure. So the thing about technology now is it's pervasive. So your family members will be like, I read this article on this, or I saw this on this. And you're able to glean information mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't mean you go ask them. Let me see here. Okay, fair Let enough. me see your phone. You do that, and you should do that, and people will hand you their phone. Yeah, and then I... Because start... you're the purveyor of the internet, sir. So, yes, please fix... Look at my internet and then how it works for me. And then when they're not looking, I take selfies. Pervasively. And then I just wait just for the to bit. Apologize to everyone. I tried to catch that in progress, but I don't always. But anyway. I saw a really cool TikTok. I saw a really cool TikTok that talked about why you should set up a craft table at Thanksgiving. And this is something that we have done at our parties when we have people over. You transform our formal dining room into kiddo craft time. Yeah, which is, I was thinking about this the other day. It's probably very disconcerting because people are, (laughs) I don't want to get marker on your nice table. And you're like, it's fine. But so I said, we adjust. You set that up. Adults sit there too. And what this TikTok is talking about is why you need a craft table at Thanksgiving is that it can be helpful for everyone who needs something to do who needs a little break. And this is not screen time. It's back to your point of sometimes you just need something that isn't pick up football in the backyard or having a big conversation about politics to do. And I loved it because we have been setting up these craft tables. And when I think about it, there are adults who sneak off and they go make something. And I do that too. You are that adult. This is the thing. I think thinking a little bit generously about these situations and who's coming into them and what is hard for them and what is not. We've all been at the family gathering where the kiddo who needs an output, who clearly cannot just not have something to do, thinking creatively about, okay, so grandma says no screens. We've got seven to 10 kids. How do we keep them How can they be successful? How can everyone be successful in this paradigm? How can... Because you don't want to be screaming at a kid and not understanding why they can't sit still. A lot of people's brains are wired differently and they're not capable. And so you're setting them up for failure and you're setting up I got my hand raised, just so you know. That's me. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's boring, and I love... And again, we're not necessarily talking about... Our, Let's know, just disclaimer... We have, we have heard a lot of stories from our friends. We have yes. asked for a lot of, of advice and saying, we're in the situation, we're thinking about this stuff, and we are not perfect. We are really trying hard to do things our way through our lens of philosophy where technology is not bad because it's technology. There's more behind your relationship with other people that can get in the way than a screen. Mm-hmm. And... If you reframe that screen time this year for the holidays can be good, how can we incorporate screen time to our family events? I believe you're going to have a much more successful, fruitful experience than saying they all need to go in a basket at the front door with the keys. Yeah. Yeah. Quit assigning moral value to the way people that interact with technology. I think there's a moment for that. I don't think Thanksgiving is it. Or other holidays. Or other holidays. (laughs) And lastly, don't be a hypocrite. So if you're going to expect others... Hold on, hold on. If you're going to be a hypocrite, own it. Like, I think there's a a, a moment here where this whole thing about don't be a hypocrite, I hate that phrase. That's too strong. And maybe this is just the part of me that hangs out on therapy TikTok, but 
we are humans. We are dichotomous. We want certain things and act in ways that are not amenable to that. And so what we have to do is be able to see those moments where we should be different and we have to own them and we have to be accountable to our people about them. And then we have to try to do better next time. And we have to hold space for other people to work that out in real time as well. Part of the reason a lot of people get so upset about screens is because of their own use of screens. And they're like, I wish I could just put this down and have this moment. And so own it. Just be able to say it out loud. Be like, you know what? If I have my screen out, I'm not going to pay attention to you because I, this is a little addiction machine for me. Say it out loud and then everyone will want to help you. Mm-hmm. But if you make it about how everyone else sucks, you're creating a space of shame and ugh, ugh. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, I can't, I can't do this in the way I want to do this. If this little thing is here, then everybody will be awesome. Teamwork. No one has the little things. We'll set up a craft table in the corner. We'll help you make the thing. Uncle Greg will film all of us. We'll make content. It'll be awesome. And you've switched the whole thing. And then it's not even about screens. And we don't have to talk about it. We can just be together. Perfect. Happy holidays, everybody. (laughs) Did we hit the seven points, though? (laughs) We don't have to hit all seven. (laughs) We don't? Oh, okay. It's It's not not that? So, So holiday homework. Your holiday homework this year for everyone is what? Oh, I haven't written it yet. Crap. Okay, but just delete Panic. this out. I'm panicking now. My ho- can I have holiday homework? Can you? Yeah, why am I asking you? So, my holiday homework for everyone is when you walk into these family gatherings, settle into who you are, own who you are, and instead of trying to fit into everyone else's box of who you are, move your box around other boxes. Don't absorb who you think you should be. Just be who you are. If you need your screen, go lock yourself in the bathroom like Therapy Jeff says. (laughs) Go lock yourself in the bathroom and take a minute. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your expectations of what a family should be. The reality of these moments is they're hard for a lot of people. We have a really Americanized view of what family time should be. And we put a lot of pressure on it. And I think if we were just kinder to ourselves and our own humanity, kinder to our family members and their humanity, and just took a beat and appreciated it in a different way, it could really be less of a sticky point and more of a moment where you can just be together. And I think my Thanksgiving and holiday homework would be to challenge everyone to think of one moment, one activity, one action that you could do this year intentionally using the screen. So not starting from a place of anti-screen, of we're all going to put them in a bowl next to the keys at the front door and hope we all bring the same keys and phone home, that it is going to be here. We're going to do the Marshmallow Pillsbury Challenge this year. Hashtag client. We're going to play Mario Kart together. In the same way that you might, someone might have organized that backyard football tournament or said, hey, I really want to do an Uno tournament. Awesome. Can you play Jackbox? Can you Snapchat the whole family? Can you whatever? Try one thing and see how it feels. See how others respond, not just the younger generation, maybe the people your age, maybe the people a little older than you. And then you create those memories because family is complicated. Family is special. And I think that the lockdown really taught us the moments where we can be together are special. But that doesn't mean that we have to be together in the same way that we've always been together. 
yeah it, there you go that's it thank you so much for listening be sure to like and subscribe and give us a five star review on spotify that's what we want that is what we want if you think it were worth five stars give us five stars if you think we're worth one do not review it we don't want yeah, your that's, star yeah just just, Sorry. Just go somewhere. Oh my, you're hurting else. our feelings. Be nice. I just told you to be nice. We're sitting in our closet <laughs> on a Saturday morning in my closet. <laughs> and you're going to give us a one star review? So rude. Seriously. Rude. See you in the future. <laughs>